A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Jenny, did you ever bathe me? No. Nope. Are you sure? No. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our sheer childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. All right, Jen, here's the COVID update. I'm testing very, very faint positive. So I feel like it's leaving my system. Oh, it's only been like 20 days. Mm-hmm. However, I now have laryngitis. Oh my God. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, guys, I just hope that you're okay with me kind of sounding like, I don't know, Sarah Bernhardt for a while. Um, that's what's going to be. Jenny, uh, what's going on with you? What do you mean? Do you have any news to update? Any <laughs> updates? What do you want? No, I don't. I really don't. Um, today's the first day that it's actually kind of warm. It's like 55 degrees. It feels like winter may actually end. It's been a weird winter because it hasn't snowed at oh, all. Oh no, it's been real weird. Hasn't snowed at all in New York. It's mostly been kind of warm, like late, th- late late jesus high 30s low 40s mm-hmm. um but then we'll get these dips where it's like five degrees and that's so super brutal and crazy and was it last weekend that was like that oh mm-hmm. it was terrible but i'm okay with this kind of winter i'm okay with a mild winter i don't like yeah. the five degree temperatures like if that we get tough. the five degree dips once in a while i'm fine with that it used to be those were all the time yeah the whole winter would be like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thanks climate change well, in this case, it's working for us, but it's um, ultimately not good. Jenny, I have a recommendation. I am bananas over the show. <laughs> it's called Shrinking, and it's on Apple Plus. Have you seen me talking about it or Apple TV? I saw some. I don't. I mostly ignore what you <laughs> post. What are you so looking I up? I was looking up uh, what a word meant. Oh God. Um, it's called Shrinking. It's on Apple TV. It stars. Jason Siegel, who I always want to say Jason Sudeikis, but that's not him. He's Ted Lasso. Yeah. Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. And it's it's amazing, guys. If you are anywhere adjacent to the mental health field, if you have a therapist, if you're interested in therapy, it's so good. Because Jason Siegel, the premise is like his 
world has come crashing down like his wife has died in a tragic accident and he's off the rails and he decides he's gonna get overly involved in his patients lives and like just say it as it is oh i saw i I saw previews for this or something Mm -hmm. and harrison ford is really like the stoic classically trained therapist who's like all about ethics and morals and he's like the head of the practice and okay. there's just like this clash of old and new. And then you know who else is in it? The girl from The Daily Show. She was the correspondent. She's fantastic in it. Um, I forget her name. Jessica something maybe? She's great in it. It's just, it's really well written. It's What's really, the really name good. of it again? It's shrinking. It's half okay. hour episodes. They drop every Friday. There's four of them out already. And I highly recommend All right, speaking of, um, we have a little bit of housekeeping. As you guys recall, we made the announcement last episode that we are not jumping into another series. We don't know how you reacted because you didn't hear it yet. Uh, (laughs) I'm assuming you're throwing yourself off of cliffs, crying, (laughs) making voodoo dolls of Jenny and stabbing them. I don't know what you're doing. Whatever. Jay, do you remember worry dolls? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was something we probably appropriated from like an African <clears throat> culture and then sold them at like Spencer's. And oh, sure. You took them out of the little wood box and you told them mm-hmm. your problems and put them on the windowsill, right? Was that the deal? <laughs> yeah. God. Um, I was wondering mechanism. why there were 85 worry dolls on your windowsill all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jenny, that was me. You didn't give a shit. I, I was the shit. one with no, all the worry dolls myself. lined up. I was like, I saw an abandoned dog on the way to the mall today. I'm going to put a word <laughs> oh, out. Like, yeah. that would be me and I'd be crying about it. Um. So anyway, so that's happening. But what we're doing is we're trying to spruce up the Patreon content. So hopefully you guys will stay there. If you want to hear more from us, please join patreon.com slash Gen X. This is why. So what we're doing is this month, as you know, it's My So-Called Life and Better Off Dead. Next month, we're going to do, for March, My So-Called Life and... The Pam Anderson documentary that's on Netflix. I think it's called For the Love of Pamela. What are we going to do about Rock Loving? Oh, so when we record Better Off Dead, which will be this weekend, you guys will hear the stunning conclusion of Rock of Love because I'm just going to spoil it and tell you how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because okay. I can't with him anymore. I can't. And people are leaving Patreon. They're like, yeah. I hate this wig on a stick. It's awful. We're done. We're done with Rock of Love. There's no content there. Like, and this is my problem. You know my problem with reality TV, and I've said this right Mm -hmm, from the beginning. mm -hmm. And you kind of, like, tricked me into doing this one because it's, like, an older reality show. But, like, it just ends up in, like, no shade on people that do this. And that's their thing. And, like, they're good at it. But, like, I feel like, for me, it just ends up me, like, hating on people. (laughs) Well, it depends. not entertaining. You can have really, like, I've listened to podcasts. I've guested on podcasts where we have gone down the rabbit hole. Of yeah. like an issue. Do you know what I mean? Like they're currently on Married at First Sight, some guy's like body shaming all the women. But yet his wife said something to him first about hating gingery features and hating gingers and he's a ginger. So there's like all this, like sometimes you can have interesting conversations. This rock of love is not that. It's not there. It's not it's any, not that. Yeah. It's not that. And like, I'm just probably the wrong person to do reality television. It just doesn't interest me. Like, I like to watch it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. interest me to talk about, like, in this way. That's fine. That's it fine. Just doesn't. So, 
So we're going to be doing a time capsule. It's going to be the Pamela Anderson, Anderson documentary, not the Pam and Tommy. Because she right. rails against that. She said no one ever contacted her about that. Wow, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice job, Seth Rogen. I fucking hate Seth Could Rogen. Could you Have imagine? Have I this before? Like people making a movie about your life and like not ever talking to you about it. That's so stupid. I have a thing with Seth Rogen because he produced that. Oh, God. Where yeah. when I hear his, <laughs> like, I just have to shut it off. Whatever it's on TV, I always mix radio. him up. I have to see who he is because I always I have to throw it out a window. People. I have to oh, throw he's, it out a window. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always mix him up. He's always with... like stoned and laughing like that. It drives me crazy. I always mix him up with Zach Galifianakis, I think. Zach Galifianakis, I think, is a good human being. I yeah. think Seth Rogen is, too. They just but seem he, the same to me. He didn't uh, contact her about this. And that's shitty. That's shitty. Yep. So anyway, so we're doing the Pamela Anderson one that's on Netflix. It's a two-hour documentary. So if you want to listen to us on Patreon, you'll again, that's we're going to keep that content up and stay there as long as you guys are willing to be there. Um Jenny, uh, patreon.com slash Gen X. This is why. Okay. Jenny, God, we're doing viewer's choice number one today. That's season right. One, Little House on the Prairie, season one, episode three, Country Girls. Do you have a description? Laura and Mary are nervous about their first day at school in Walnut Grove, but they are quickly put at ease by the genuine kindness of their new teacher and the majority of their classmates. Later, when their teacher invites the children's families to a special presentation in the classroom, Laura must come up with a plan when she realizes she's not prepared. Oh, I have so many thoughts around this and questions. <laughs> um, I So what are your thoughts overall going back nine seasons to the first season, third episode? So it's just so much better. Mm-hmm. Like the quality of it, the acting of it, the writing of it. The directing of it is just so much better. I agree. Like it just, and and, you know, I think when we were talking, when I was walking around before you, you said not a lot, you were bored with the episode. Not a lot happened. Mm -hmm. And like, I get that, like not a lot happened, but I feel like that's okay. Like it didn't bother me because don't forget, you're getting to know these characters. This would have been the third time you saw them. It didn't bother me because I had Paul to look at. Well, I know. But, like, Oof. you know, we're coming at it from a place of knowing these characters for 35 years. Yeah. Like, it it wouldn't have been that then. This would have been the third right. episode of all time that people saw. And I think they're just, you're really getting invested in these characters. Like, they're really giving you that opportunity to know them and get invested in them. And I think that's good writing. Well, and it also made me realize, like, you can absolutely 100% see the split when um, Karen Grassley and Michael Landon had their backstage fight. Yes. Because the connection and the bond between them in this first season is so strong. It shows. It it absolutely shows. Yep. 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 Okay, so I'll have more to talk about as we go through, but let's start. So we open on Jack... Drinking oh my from God. the creek. I miss this mangy motherfucker. Oh, he's no Lafayette Beetle. Oh, God. But, or reverse Lafayette Beetle. <laughs> Inside, Carolyn is baking and Carrie's getting lost in her own house. <laughs> well, first um, of all, they're so young, right? Like, to go from mm-hmm, season nine mm-hmm. to this is crazy. Like, they're so young in this. Yes. 
Now, Narc Mary is trying to get Laura up for school, but Laura doesn't want to go. And Pa is like, I'll handle this. Don't worry. And he goes up and he is so hot. He has How are you feeling about season one, Pa? <laughs> oh, he has his pink pinstripe shirt on that I love so much. He's got the suspenders on. He climbs up there. Not a gray head, not a gray hair on that head. And nope. he's sitting on the edge of the bed. And this is that meme. Did you ever see that meme where he like blinks his eyes, like really hot <laughs> looking? I'm not up on my Michael Landon memes. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to her and he's like, I promised your ma that you guys would go to school. You wouldn't want me to break a promise to your ma, would you? And uh, Half Pine's like, no, of course not. So she climbs down and they get ready to go. Now... They're getting ready, and apparently Mary has scrubbed Laura too hard and hurt her. Um, what the fuck? Does Mary have to bathe Laura? Like, are you kidding me? I was horrified by this. I think so. Jenny, did you ever bathe me? No. No. Nope. Are you sure? No. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> if I did, I blocked it on my memory. You might have when I was a little baby. I... I, I mean, I wasn't much older than you. I was like, if you were a baby, I would have been a three-year-old. Hold on. I'm going to throw a text out to mom. Oh, and maybe by God. the end of the episode, she'll get back to me. Mom knows mom, nothing about what happened in our childhood. Did Jenny ever bathe me as a baby? No, when I was a baby, right? This is stupid <laughs> and bad content. We'll see. It's not bad content. The memes need to know. <laughs> So we'll see if mom replies. Okay. Laura wants to know, how long is this learning going to take? Yeah. And Ma says, we start learning when we are born. And if we are wise, we don't stop until the Lord calls us home. Then I remembered this is when Carolyn was all religious. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, wait, we have mom's response already. Wow. Mom goes, what? Exclamation point. Exactly. That is exactly how I I would remember it. (laughs) When I was a baby, did Jenny ever give me a bath? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay, so Carolyn pulls school books out of a chest. Jen... How old are these books? Go, go. I have a question. I hope I they're not too. science books. I hope like, they're not science books. I hope they're, they're 25 years old. Books. Yeah. Like, lots has happened. Like, I figured this year to be approximately 1875, given when Laura Ingalls Wilder was born. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I figured she's like eight to 10 years old in this. I'm bad at that. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's about eight or 10. So, uh, you know, that's. That's about the time. So, like, if you rewind, like, 25 years, lots. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole Civil War happened. It wouldn't be in a history book. <laughs> Would not be in a history book. Yeah. Jenny, um, Mom has weighed in and said she doubts it because you were only three. And you Thank couldn't you. even walk or tie your shoes. I could definitely walk. I have pictures of me walking. <laughs> oh, wait. Now she's chiming. You were stupid, she says. No, that's not what she said. Okay. She would never that's say that. what she said. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I just have a lot of questions about these books as well. Yeah. Like you should be changing books every two or three years. I know that's, that is Pollyannish to even say some school districts are working with 20 year old books. I get it. Right. Sure. But these are probably 30 or 40 year old books. Well, and some things don't change. Spelling, math, fine. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. math to an like basic math has not changed. Mm-hmm. Fine. Sure. Sure. But, but there's still like do- still stuff still changes. Like if like I remember in math books they would have examples around, you know, like just like like money or something. Well that could change. And I have an index card on that later. Mm-hmm. Oh great. I'm looking forward to it. Um like for example, if I gave the girls my history book or my social studies book. Oh man. 9-11's <laughs> not in there. Jesus, yeah. All right. So the girls head off to school, they're walking, and I just wrote Pa is home. He can't give them a ride on their first day. Can you imagine having to walk straight up a fucking hill for a mile to go to school? (laughs) No. No. Ma and Pa and Carrie stand there as they watch Laura and Mary disappear over the horizon. And Pa is looking real hot and has his arm around Ma. Okay. Now they arrive at school and Mary's like, okay, go ahead, Laura. That's a you move. That's a you move. (laughs) Well, Laura's the extrovert, so push her in there first. And Laura's like, no, 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 no. You're the oldest. You do this. So Mary's like, all right, fine. So the kids are all playing ball outside and they stop and stare as Laura and Mary approach. And Laura says something like, from all the noise you were making, I expected blah, blah, blah. I don't know. She insults Like pack of chickens or something. Yeah. Yeah. So then some asshole appears and he starts calling the girls long-legged snipes, which I had to look up. That's what I was looking up. That's what I was looking up. Yes. It's a, a, a wading bird. So, like, they have long, thin legs. Yes. And I think, like, the way their dresses are kind of short and they have just mm-hmm. these, like, long, skinny legs sticking out. However, I looked up the Urban Dictionary and the definition of snipe in the Urban Dictionary is a cigarette that you find usually on the ground or in an ashtray. <laughs> okay. That's why. Okay. All right. So, uh, st- the whole class chimes in. Snipe, snipe, snipe. Whatever. And Beetle comes out and rings the bell. Now, here comes Nellie. It was she good to see Beetle, right? It was good to see Beetle. really was. Yeah. Nellie comes walking by and she just goes, hmm, country girls. Now, I have a question. I have a question. I know. This is my question, too. Go Everyone ahead. Everyone in that classroom <laughs> is a country. country person. They're all in the country. Like, this is not a bustling metropolis of Walnut Grove. No, it's weird. This is a country town. Everyone has overalls on. Everyone. Johnny Johnson doesn't wear fucking shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So the girls come in and Jen, we see baby Willie. Oh my God. He's like a child. And I need to amend everything we've said. Yeah, because I guess he was like four when he started school. He was probably five or six in this episode. So he's younger than Laura. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that really, you know. Yeah, because made us look like, like fools. He thought we thought he was like twenty two, and he was probably like sixteen. So, guys, just erase the last two or three episodes <laughs> that you've heard us talking about this. Willie apparently is age appropriate. Beetle introduces herself and Laura to Laura, and Laura looks at Nellie and goes, "We have our own books. They belong to our ma." Miss yep. Beetle does this intake right in front of the entire class. Oh my god, there is no it's weird privacy here at all. It's like, let's do your assessment in front of the class. Yeah, like, why wouldn't Ma and Pa have taken them down to the school maybe 20 minutes ahead of time and know. brought them in and showed them to Beetle? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Showed them to Beetle. <laughs> Look <Yeah>. at Beetle. <laughs> so she's like, how much schooling have you girls had? And Nark is like, I can read. And Laura says, I can't, but I do know the alphabet. So, so I just want to say that Mary didn't teach her younger sister to read. And because of that, Laura is woefully unprepared for school. 
Yeah. And Mary has failed as a big sister. Yeah, thanks, Mary. Because, like, when you went to fucking preschool, you were reading books. I was smart already. Well, because I taught you how to read. Mm, yeah, okay. Reading is not something you're just going to, like, ab- <laughs> I just absorb. It up. It's I not just logical. It <laughs> so, Nellie again says, country girls. Beetle asks Willie to write on the board, and Laura's, like, stunned by this. Like, how hey, are those sh- numbers going to come off? She asked him to write sums. Do you yeah. know what that is, Anne? I do know what a sum is. Oh, good. When you add two numbers together, the product is a sum. When you add two numbers together, the product, mm-hmm. the, the answer is the sum. The mm-hmm. sum of the two numbers. Yes. Um, yes, Laura is, first of all, the younger sibling doesn't know how a blackboard works. Like, Mary <laughs> has failed so hard. She has not prepared this kid for the world. I mean, you don't have to convince me that Mary's an idiot. She has not prepared her sister for the world. I'm there. Beetle has Willie show Laura what an eraser is, and Nellie's sitting over there, like, basically, like, you guys are rubes. I mean, come on. Everyone kind of had to be a little bit like. (laughs) At home that night, Laura's practicing her spelling and reading with Pa. And Laura says she loves school. And then she goes on this rant about Miss Beetle. She's amazing. She smells as good as she looks. She wears lemon verbena. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Except for Ma, of course. And Pa goes, she must be something to even come close to your Ma. And Carolyn's like, oh, Charles. I'm telling you, the chemistry was there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So Mary reports that she met a girl named Christy, who will probably become her best friend. Okay, dork. Whatever. We never hear from Christy again. She's probably done. No, we don't. We don't. Laura says she does not like that stupid Nellie Olson who called us country girls. And Paul's like, you are country girls, and that's fine. Laura wants to slap her. And of course, <laughs> Mom Power, like, turn the other cheek. Ma's quoting the Bible. You know, this whole thing. Laura has declared Nellie her arch nemesis. I feel like this is the episode that sets up all the wars in Walnut Grove. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> So Charles gives them a dime, I think. He gives them something and tells them to go into Olson's today or tomorrow and buy themselves a sleep. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. The next morning, the girls head into Olsen. Can we, can we discuss something first? Yeah. Laura's undoing her braids when she's going to bed. Do you remember when mom used to put your hair in braids? And then only like, me. the next, only the next me. day, it would take them out and you... <laughs> looked like a freak only me <laughs> why would she do that never touched your hair at all no i used to put mine in hot curlers but i didn't have anything i used to wear to bed remember hot curlers that was a whole thing she used to sit there and put my hair in tiny braids your hair was very um thin flat yeah. paper thin <laughs> <laughs> so i think she was Still trying is. to like zhuzh it up <laughs> Hey, we haven't gotten any feedback on the Crystal Gale situation. I don't know. One threw a fit, so I guess maybe we were right. Did Was that in that episode that went out already? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm losing track of it. Maybe they haven't heard it yet. All right. So the next morning, the girls head into Olsen's, and Nellie and Willie come down the stairs, and Willie, Willie sees them, and it's just like, snipe, snipe, snipe. It's almost like swipe or no swiping. Like, he just yeah. goes bananas. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Nellie and Willie are eating the candy and rubbing it in Laura and Mary's face that they own the store and they can eat as much candy as they want. Now, the girls come up a penny short and Nels wants to loan it to them. But the girls refuse because, as Mary says, cash on the barrel is what our pa says. And Nels is like, well, that's a privileged position. Like, not everybody can afford to live like that. Well, first of all, they Mary looks like she's going to vomit because <laughs> like, they just haven't pulled off this whole like financial exchange. And Nels like kind of upsells them, right? Like, oh, you're gonna need a sleep pencil. Go with that. How did Pa not mm-hmm. know that? How did Pa not think of that? First of all, and why Do don't they just get rid of the paper tablet and get the sleep pencil? Like, they have two like surfaces and nothing to write with. Like, just get <laughs> right. one surface and right. something. Right. Like, this was so stupid how they solved this. What do you write on a slate with? A piece of chalk? Yeah, it's like a. Because he was calling a, it a slate pencil. Yeah, I think it was like a chalk pencil. Hmm. God, things were so archaic. So the girls, the other day I had to like write on a piece of paper with a pencil and I was like, my hand almost broke. I was like, what the hell's going on? So the girls are like, okay, whatever. We're leaving. We're not borrowing your money. (laughs) Uh, Outside, Mary says, Nellie is so mean. And Laura says, oh yeah, I could be even meaner. But mom and pa won't let me. Now we get a montage of Laura learning. No, no, no. You didn't go into their pennies. How they figure out they're going to pay for this. How are they going to pay for this? They have Christmas pennies. Oh, I didn't see that. 
They have Christmas pennies. Mary says, I'll use mine because I'm the older sister and I have to do everything. And she's like, I'll buy the fucking slate pencil and then you can borrow it. And then Laura's like, well, then you can own half of my penny. I have an index card. <laughs> you had to walk me right to the edge of the water on that one. <laughs> so I was wondering if like there was, there was half pennies at this time. Because... Mm. Like, you know, I mean, like a scent bought a lot of things. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so I went to the usmint.gov learn history site mm-hmm. and I went down a rabbit hole. Like there's a lot there. <laughs> you should definitely visit. It's fascinating. Um, so I just investigated what coins were around at this time. And like I said, I'm, I'm estimating this to be like 1875 to 1877 ish. Um, the first national coin was issued in 1787. That was um, the Fuego cent, and it was only like it was a cent. That was the only one issued. But there wasn't any law to stop states from making their own currency. So there's tons of like state specific. Oh, that had currency. to be a clusterfuck. It was a clusterfuck, <laughs> right? Like, like well, co- like a penny in one state might, you know, like like you couldn't control inflation between states, right? Yeah, yeah, between yeah. states. So the Coinage Act of 1792 established a national mint located in Philadelphia and Congress chose the decimal coinage in parts of a hundred and set the U S dollar to the already familiar Spanish milled dollar and its fractional parts. So in issued in 1782 were the copper half cent and cent, the silver half dime, dime and quarter half dollar and dollar and the gold quarter Eagle, which was $2 and 50 cents half Eagle, which was $5 and full Eagle, which is $10. That's so, so I don't know weird. if you're familiar with. Well, I mean, but like the rest of the world does this now. Like there they do, are two, like they go and buy Euro, some and they're Euros. like that'll be two full eagles. <laughs> no, there's but like there's a two dollar euro. There's a one dollar euro. There's a dollar like they're, are they coins, coins or are they paper? They're coins. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So like if you like there's like a pound, like the pound is a coin. Mm, there's no okay. ones that are dollars. So. Okay. We're kind of odd in this way. We're odd the in a scent, lot of ways. The scent was the first to go into circulation. It caused a public outcry. <laughs> of course, I mean, any change, people lose their shit. You know how it is. They were now, larger. What year was that? What year was that? That was, that was in 1782. It was a copper coin that was larger than a quarter. And that was a penny. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can imagine this. Um, the image of Liberty on the front showed her in a, an expression of quote unquote fright because she had this like wild hair. Oh my God. I need to see this. I'll find, I'll find the picture. I'll find the picture. Okay. I post it. Um, and then the back of it had a chain of 15 links similar to what was on the Fuego scent, which is supposed to represent unity, but people were upset because they thought it symbolized slavery, which was legal at this time. Like maybe work on that problem instead of like, yeah. like I could yeah. see people being like, what the fuck is this on our coins now? But like, get rid of the, get rid of the actual thing. Like, what are you talking about? Like they're all, <laughs> holy shit. Right. So right. Um, the mint replaced it with a wreath, didn't end slavery, but replaced it with a wreath and changed Liberty's um, image. I think to like one that we used up until like the thirties. Hmm. The half cent went out of circulation by 1857 though. So Laura's not going to be able to split her. Um, Penny. Are you fucking kidding me right now? What? Did you go down this rabbit hole just to tell me that yes. Laura was wrong about the half penny? Yeah, she was. 
Oh, she was, to be fair, she said Mary could own half of her penny. Right, a vested interest in the penny. But there's no way to actually split it at this time. So between, uh, and also between 1864 and 1873, which was before this time, there was a two cent piece and there was also a three cent piece. So in 1875, when this moment occurred, the coins that we had were a three cent piece, a penny, a half dime, which they called a half dime for a long, long time, which is, we know now is nickel, Mm -hmm. 10 cent dime, 20 cent piece, 25 cent piece, 50 cent piece. Quarter eagle, which is $2.50, a $3 coin, a half eagle, which is $5, a $10 eagle, and a $20 eagle. So we had a lot of fucking change at this time. We had a lot of coins. Well, but like, I think they were just more durable. Like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how well paper money stood up then. True. If you think True. about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, now it's indestructible practically. But like, so you're then... telling me Paul's walking around with like tons of coins in his pocket? Yeah, they all are. They all are. Okay. All right. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. All right. Uh, in a Laura voiceover, she tells us learning to read is fun and writing is tough. She really hammers it home that she's not a good writer, which I think is like a tip of the hat to her being a writer. But at recess every day, which is supposed to be fun, all they do is play Ring Around the Rosie because that's what Nellie wants. Okay, wait, you missed another thing because I have a question about it. Okay. In school, Laura's doing five times tables on the blackboard. Okay. How does she know five times tables and she can't know how to read the word you or cat? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm so confused as to like, how would she have learned that? Like, what the fuck? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's like third grade shit, right? Or like fourth grade shit times eight? Like those times tables? So like, how Mm -hmm. old are you in third grade? Okay, so... So it's her reading that's really behind. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because she would Mary know those... didn't do her job. Well, did she teach her math? Like, what the Maybe fuck? Maybe she just has a brain for math. Some Maybe she just has do. more of a logical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we see Carolyn. She's heading into the mercantile and she's introducing herself to Nell. You know when Laura talks about how it was, she was struggling to read, she talks about her, if I had a remembrance book. <laughs> But, but I was like, she wait. Did? Yeah, she's like, did you watch this episode? Oh my god! Yes! She's, she's like, if I had a remembrance book, I would write about how hard it is to learn to read, but I really like, or something like that. Mm. And I'm like, if you had a remembrance book, you wouldn't be able to write this sentence in the remembrance <laughs> book. Oh god. So, Carolyn's bringing eggs in, and let me tell you something. My theory is correct. Nels wants to bang Carolyn. Oh, totally. Never convince yeah, me otherwise. Totally. Harriet appears and says she does all the buying. Yes, Jenny. She's talking about brown and white eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, can you see that they're white eggs in the basket? There you was can some see white, them. Some brown. Some white, some brown. See, I didn't see the brown ones. I can only see the mm-hmm. white ones. I can only see the white ones, too, but... Mrs. Olson said something that indicated there was a mix. So, uh, Harriet says, oh, Nellie told me all about your girls. And then she looks in the basket and she's like, some of these are brown. Harriet doesn't like brown eggs, Jen. She only likes white. Could we be any more heavy-handed with the metaphor? So, they get four cents less a dozen. I did a quick look up on, like, why... Like, what's the deal with white eggs? Like, do mm-hmm. white eggs occur naturally? Like, oh, good. They, and? They do. So, like, all eggs start white. And then oh, okay. when they go down, 
the whatever <laughs> the ass, the vagina, the urethra, whatever comes out <laughs> the other the end. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. And it's definitely not the ass. There's like a sexual <laughs> organ, like a like a birth canal, but not for live birth. Mm-hmm. They, they pop so, the eggs out the vagina? I don't know if it's technically vagina, but Mimi's it's a sexual screaming organ. Right oh my God. They're screaming. Birds lay eggs not through their ass or urethra. <laughs> There's a sexual organ they lay their eggs Does it through. go down the trachea? <laughs> Pause. Oh my god. We're back. What? <laughs> I think it all comes out of one place. The poop too? <laughs> yes. The urine, the stool, the egg, it all comes out of the same place, I think. Okay. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm reading Google here. Let's do I don't know. It could be the, it could be one of these AI things. Yeah, chicken lays all eggs one and poops out of the same opening. And peas. <sighs> Ew! <laughs> oh God! All this time, I'm like, who are the idiots that think a chicken shits out an egg? Guess mm-hmm. what, folks? Mm-hmm. A chicken mm-hmm. shits out an egg. Mm-hmm. I'm never eating eggs again. Um. Hello. I was the one who thought that. So. Actually, I'm going to eat eggs, like, probably in an hour. But anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gross. Do chickens have vaginas? No, they have no, a chamber called don't. a cloaca. They definitely don't have vaginas. Species, urinary waste, sperm, and eggs. <sighs> they definitely don't have a vagina, because that, that is a live birth situation, and they do not right. do live birth. Mm, that is, wow. Gross. You city folk learn something today. <laughs> yes, this did. might change my mind on wanting chickens. Yes, because like when you pick that egg up, does it have sperm it, on it, it or piss or well, shit? You, I mean, the sperm would be in the egg, like it would fertilize right. the egg. Jenny, we listen to me. We have to know our boundaries. We have to stop talking about farm life and animals. Yes, we are so bad at farm animals. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're, done. We're never okay. going to mention farm animals again. <laughs> Okay, so that night at home, Carolyn is fuming because she met Harriet today. And she's she angrily Charles, doing needlepoint. <laughs> she is. And Mary's sitting there holding it like an idiot. And Nellie, she's like, if Nellie's anything like her mother, it's no wonder Laura hates the bitch. And Carolyn says she paid her less for the brown eggs and then turned around and sold them for the same amount I heard her. This is, is like, the battle of the white and brown eggs, which is mm-hmm. the first battle in a very, very, very long war. Mm-hmm. Charles says, I'll talk to Nels. He's a fair man. And Carolyn's like, no, no, no. And Charles is like, oh, you sweet thing. You want to fight your own battle? Oh, God. And she's like, yes, I do. Now I want to see Charles go and punch somebody. That would have been Yeah, funny. I mean, over a- the price of eggs. <laughs> I mean, nowadays that might happen because of the price of eggs. <laughs> So at school, Laura is trying to disrupt the ring around the rosy, and she and Nellie get into a fist fight, and they start pushing each other. Cut to at home, Laura is confessing what happened, because I'm sure the narc ran home and told on her. Yeah, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure that didn't just circulate around town. No, I'm sure Mary ran home and told them. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Would you have run home and told on me if I got into a fight? Yeah, you probably yeah, would have. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course, except it was always the other way around where, like, I would be in a fight because of you. Yeah, okay. So, Paul says he understands how it came to this, and for once he agrees with Laura, but 
because he sees a disapproving look from Carolyn. You yep. can never do this again, he Correct. says. And she, Carolyn tells him, you let her off too easy. And then Paul just starts to play the fiddle, even though everybody's going to bed. Jenny? I hate that fucking fiddle. What would you I hate do it. if you went to lie I would down murder him. I would stab him. And I was hanging out with you and I picked, with up the my, bow. I picked up my fiddle and started playing. You know how I feel about noise. Yeah, I know. The next day, Harriet tells Carolyn, your daughter's a troublemaker and is starting fights at school. And Carolyn starts to defend Laura, but Harriet cuts her off because she looks in the basket and there's no brown eggs. And Carolyn's like, oh yeah, I sold them to the men at Hanson's Mill for three cents more than you gave me. Now, who are these men just buying eggs? <laughs> I love how, though, the exchange that happened when she first walks in, she's like, I hope you're here to apologize for Lauren. Basically, Carolyn's like, I'm here to sell eggs, bitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Harriet says, well, why don't you let the guys at Hanson buy your white eggs, too? And Carolyn's like, maybe I will. Okay. All right. I'm going to undersell your whole egg business. She takes the basket and starts to walk away, and Harriet stops her. Carolyn should have doubled down on this. She should have set up a stand next to the mill that said Carolyn's eggs. Yep, because Harriet doesn't have chickens. Nope. Right. She has no supply. This is her Mm -hmm. supplier. Mm -hmm. So Harriet stops her, and she's like, okay, fine. I'll buy the brown eggs for the same price as the white. Now they quibble over. There's some material that Carolyn wants to buy. And Harriet's basically like, that's too good for you. Like, you have to wear these farm rags, this burlap sack. And um, it's expensive. And Carolyn's like, you know what? I'm going to fucking buy it. I don't give a shit. Now Nels comes over and he goes, this dress will look fine smart on you, Mrs. Nichols. <laughs> I know, I know. Mm-hmm, totally. Mm-hmm. At home that night, Carolyn's beating herself up over this. She's like, I can't believe... I gave in to my worst inclinations. Did you see that the best money. was Laura's touching it and Mary slaps her and goes, don't touch it, Laura, you'll get all grubby. And I feel seen. Because <laughs> Amy would get stains all over everything. Like, I don't even know what you were doing. To, like, I still grub something stain up. everything. I stain everything. <sighs> Guys, come at me if you are big breasted and they act as a shelf and they catch every crumb that falls out of your mouth. And that includes any kind of grease or sauce. Every single one of my shirts has stains all over the boobs. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Laura said, Laura has a voiceover. Oh, no, I'm wrong. They're all telling Ma how gorgeous she is, and she starts crying. Now, Laura voiceover says, Ma saved up enough eggs so she could walk us into town two or three days a week. Sometimes she'd tell us about what she was like as a little girl. And sometimes I'd try to scrunch her down in my mind so I could see her all barefoot, pigtails flying, but never did it work. She just kept on being Ma, which was all right. Again, good writing. Can we discuss, though, that they put some kind of reverb on this and she sounds like Ozzy Osbourne. Like, <laughs> it was like the sound of it was super oh, no, weird. Wait, that's an Australian. No, the reverb. Like it like did like the oh, like the sound of the microphone. <laughs> now we see the girls and they are running scoop speed home. Oh, scoop speed. They said they're going to have a visitor's day at school and kids will read essays or write essays. This is what they're excited about? I wrote, this sounds so boring. What parent would want to go to this? Here's Laura's essay. I saw a fat rat in a hat. (laughs) Nice. So Ma and Mary work all week on their, and Laura, on their essays and the dress and then, um, Nerd Mary is done first with her essay, of course. She wrote about Pa building the house and how they were terrorized by wolves and, her words, Indians. 
And she says, and how he brought us here to Plum Creek. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a hot story. Okay. Like, wow. Okay. Whatever. Laura isn't done because she can't write. She has the look of like, she's sitting at the table to look like she's going to vomit. Like, is this just like thing that happens with kids? Like they get this look, like, do you see, have you seen your kids like this where you're like, one of them just looks like they're going to vomit and you're like, what's going on? Oh, a (laughs) hundred percent. So Laura says she, she confides in Ma that she doesn't know how to write these things down and she's scared to get up in front of people and read because she knows they're going to laugh. And Carolyn's like, just do your best. I assure you no one's going to laugh. Okay. Have you met now? Everyone's going to laugh. What does she mean? Guys, don't ever, ever give your kids the false impression that nobody's going to make fun of them. No. Keep having to make fun of them. Get them prepared for it. In the middle of the night, we see Paul sleeping, and he's woken up by a lantern. Carolyn is working on her dress, or so we think. Da-da-da. so we think. The next morning, Carolyn surprises the girls by showing them that she made two dresses for them. And guess who was crying? Laura me oh yeah okay i started i started tearing up yeah the girls are so excited and they tell carolyn they love her so much and pa goes you are quite a woman ma oh god at school baby willie is reading an essay about nels buying him a pony (laughs) (laughs) and then nelly gets up and reads her essay and it's all about how her home is the best in walnut grove and how fancy it is and I just wrote some menacing ginger raises his hand and the class keeps giggling. I don't know what's going on with that kid. First of all, that class, like, they dyed all of the boys' hair, like, platinum blonde. Yeah, I don't there know There was, like, six happening. of them. It was super weird. Unless they're all related. It was so strange. Oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> now Laura gets up and she reads this essay called My Mother. And she says, my sister's going to tell you how hard Pa worked and brought us west. And while that is great, Ma is the unsung hero here. Now, I'm literally blubbering, (laughs) sobbing as she's reading this. (laughs) Like, I don't know what is wrong with me, but I'm (laughs) sobbing. So I didn't even write down what she said. I think basically is like, I love my mother. She's the greatest thing ever. I think it's partially like nostalgia for like the good little house and like the good characters and like the early times of this show and maybe sobbing because you just were traumatized by season nine. Uh, Maybe sobbing because my kids hate me now. (laughs) Yeah. Good point. So outside Nels tells Charles, you're a lucky man. I'm telling you. I know. Whoa, Nels. Like (laughs) back up now. It's so funny. And Pa's like, you know what? Thanks. That's the one thing I'm sure of. And he gives a little look up and down to Harriet. No, he doesn't, but he should have. Then he looks Carolyn up and down and Nels looks Carolyn up and down and goes, very lucky. What? (laughs) Nels? So Ma tells Laura, what you said today was beautiful and I'll treasure it as long as I live. But that's not what you wrote, is it? But this is such a mom move. Oh my God, this This is is mom. This is such a mother oh, move. God, right? yes. Like, I love this, like, stunning tribute to me, but. No, I Here's never what you did wrong. Here's what you did wrong. Oh, my God. Wrong. This is. <laughs> I am triggered by this. I knew you'd be triggered by this. This is so bad. She's like, that's not what you wrote, was it? And then she sees Laura had something else written on the paper, and Carolyn marches her in there to confess to Beetle. Yep. This yep. is, guys, how not to parent 101. Right? Just, like, let her go. 
Like Miss Beetle knows she didn't write that. Miss Beetle knows that. Yeah. Beetle says, Laura, I loved hearing your essay. It was amazing. And the delivery was wonderful. No, 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 no. So Carolyn says, it wasn't really an essay, though, was it? And when they march in. like. Oh, my God. When they march in. Miss Beetle says, I loved your recitation or something yes, like she that. Did. She yes, used she a did. different word. Yes. Because that's did. what it was. It was a yes. speech. <laughs> yes. But she said, you know, Laura, you're learning to read and you're doing okay. Yeah. And in, in time, you'll get the writing. Don't worry about it. In other words, you spit all over her gift for no reason. Yes. Because Beetle yes. was fine with it. You mom. Be- and Beetle knew that. Be- Beetle knows this. But like when she was like, yeah, but was it really an essay? I was like, oh my God, this is such a mother move. Mm. This is such a mother-daughter scenario. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I would never, girls, I will never do that to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jesus sure they're listening. Christ. So now we have a Laura voiceover, and she says, Ma took the essays and put them in a keepsake box, even though not one of us was ever likely to forget that day. Not ever. That's it. End of episode. Yeah. I am appalled by Carolyn. You know what I realized? Uh, we didn't have a this is whose fault was this at this time because the show was good. That's true. That's <laughs> so true. Like you didn't have to blame anybody yes. for anything. No, we're not blaming anybody for anything. <laughs> it was a good show. It was a good episode. Except, you know, I just really feel bad for little Laura. Like, I Oh, know. here we go. I do. Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or lesson, something we took from the rewrite or the original we called our why it's designed to finish the sentence. What is your why? But did you remember this episode? I definitely remember this episode. Okay. Um, and I this is why we loved Little House. This is why we picked this show to do. It's a great show. It's an endearing show. You felt the connection between all the people. You really got invested in these characters in season one. Like not season one knocked it out of the park, I think. Even the first three seasons, I would say. You can't forget Bully Boys. But, like, after that, like, it just, in sharp contrast to where we were in season nine, I'm like, I just, it's such a sharp contrast to how this season was and how badly it jumped the shark and went downhill. And that's really upsetting to me. Well, and I love that our viewer, our our fans have picked for the viewer's choice one from season one, one from season two, and one from season three. They're the best ones. Because that's perfect. We get to revisit those three years. Yeah, and they were like, um, that's where all the good ones are, for sure. Yeah, you know what? I should, at the end of the episode. But I have to say, like, I have to say, you know, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I was like, why the fuck did we pick Little House? This is insane. But, like, the, it, this reminded me, like, it, it was a really good show. I agree, show. and I thoroughly enjoyed the last couple, or the first couple seasons. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. And that's why I think we need this break coming up because <laughs> it really just, we burned out on it. Um, <laughs> no, did we overdo something? <laughs> and I'm looking forward to like doing more content. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. different things. I really am. Jenny, I have, this is why, now this is not often what I say, but this is why being a mother is the best job in the world. Because even Uh though it's so hard. You never say that. Moments like this. I mean, for somebody to just love you that hard, like these kids just (laughs) are insane about her. Yeah. And that's one thing you'll see when you watch the Pamela Anderson documentary. Her kids adore her, which is really interesting. 
You know what I mean? How, how old are her kids? I don't even know. Oh, they're like in their 20s, like late teens, mm. 20s. But um, I, I just, I don't know. This was very sweet. And I was like, this is what it's all about. This is what mothering is all yep. about. So I never often say nice things about motherhood. But so is, like, is it worth is all like the, the yes 25 years of like anguish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 100%. My mm. kids, when they were Laura's age, loved me so hard. <laughs> they really did. Like, they would totally give a speech about me like that. Oh now they, God, they, 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 they totally they, would have. They want to punch me in the face if I say good morning. Yeah. All right, I mean, Jenny. they're in those teenage years. It'll bounce back. Um, so I'm going to tell everybody what's coming up next. Jenny, you can get a description for us while I'm doing this. What is coming so up next? The next viewer's choice that we're going to be covering is season two, episode 17, Troublemaker. Season and then two. Um, after that, we're going to be doing season three, episode 19, Music Box. And after that, we're going to end with 1984's The Last Farewell, which is the movie where they blow up the town and Pa comes back and looks all hot. And then again on Patreon, we have My So-Called Life coming up and Better Off Dead. Okay, Jenny, do, go ahead. Are we sure we didn't do this one? No, we didn't do it. Despite Miss Beadle's continued kindness and effective teaching, the school board calls an emergency meeting as her deteriorating classroom management hits an all-time low. It is agreed that a male teacher will be hired in her place, but the mean-spirited Mr. Applewood immediately clashes with Laura, blaming her unfairly for several incidents in the classroom. That sounds familiar, but I think I just remember I think I just it. remember it, yeah. What is it, season two? Season two, episode 17. No, we didn't do it. Okay. I must just remember it. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like there's been a couple times where there's been scrape ups with the school board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So um, if you haven't already, check out our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees, and join us on Patreon where we'll be doing some fun stuff. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.